Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as a modern medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all so we can tap in and discover how we can connect to our divine selves through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so much for finding me. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back every week, every month, whenever the heck you come back to listen in on the magic. And if you haven't already, make sure to give my podcast a follow wherever you love to listen. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the modern medium underscore. And if you are looking for ways to connect deeper and work with me, please head to my website at themodernmedium.co where I can serve you in a multitude of ways. Ah, hello, you guys. Thank you so much. I am currently in my new home on my couch, super cozy with my microphone, and I am just so beyond excited to just be in my new space. This is something I've been praying for for two years, and it is truly the sweet home apartment of my dreams, and I'm filled with so much joy and deep, deep gratitude. And I'm so excited because this physical space, honestly, I really do believe I now have physical room to welcome in my dreams and desires. It's just incredible. So anyways, I'm super, super happy to be here. And I'm also super, super happy to welcome our guest. She is incredible. I believe I listened to her on the Manifestation Babes podcast many years ago. It was quite a while ago, 2019 or 2020. And after listening to her, I immediately gave her a follow and I've just been kind of watching her evolution. And she is so freaking cool. And we really, really vibed in this episode. It was awesome. And I don't know why I sometimes get this way because I know, you know, in my core that we are all equals as practitioners, but it was just so great when I connected with Serena. She really treated me like an equal and it was just really, really badass because yeah, I mean, we've all been there either like we follow them or we worked with them or we connect with them in some manner where we're made to feel like less worthy or just not as important or condes- you know, just they're condescending. But Serena is so down to earth. She is such a real one. I absolutely adore her. And it is such a gift that I got to connect with her in this way. And just really just now she's in my circle. So Serena is an unconventional voice for the financial and, and emotional liberation. And she is here to challenge insufficient paradigms of personal transformation. She has a very avant-garde way of doing her work and it is truly demonstrated time and time again, miraculous efficiency and this really, really helps people find true transformation in their emotional and financial well-being within months of her work and working with her. She has beautiful programs and one in particular, Rewiring Abundance, and she also has several ways to work with her. So whether it's freebies, it's working with her again, one-on-one, group coaching, 
She is absolutely incredible and she's really, really potent, even just on Instagram. So I urge you to follow her. I urge you to work with her because really I haven't seen anyone speak about money like Serena and she really is the one that is filling in the gaps where we're not seeing them. And of course, you know, if you're listening to my podcast, you are clearly very interested or very involved in the spiritual space. And of course, we are seeing spiritual practitioners touch on, speak about coach money and There are some really beautiful practitioners. There are also some very problematic practitioners and in the way that money is spoken about. And Serena truly is doing unbelievably amazing work. And of course, this is why I wanted to have her on because she is doing it like I've never seen. So really in this episode, we seriously talk about what the heck does financial trauma mean? What are the layers of it? Because they really are so layered and they're really, they could be very nuanced. They could also be very obvious. And the ways that they're not being touched upon in the, you know, in the current space right now, we also talk about how like money manifestation just isn't working and how to kind of even identify like why it's not working and what's not working about it. We also talk about even how to identify financial trauma. And then we really talk about recognizing our innate worthiness. And also her and I kind of just begin to like riff and go on a tangent together. I just, I love it. I really can't wait for you guys to just be a part of this beautiful circle and to really to follow her simply follow her on instagram this is serena and i will of course make sure to have that in the show notes along with her link that is in her instagram bio but just to make sure everything is nice and easy peasy so please let's get into this episode i am so so excited for you guys to listen oh my gosh thank you so so much for joining i have been following you for honestly I think it's a few years now and I'm really 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 excited to get um into this conversation so thank you so much and you pronounce your name Serena Serena yeah you can spell it (laughs) it's Serena in Romanian but obviously everyone is telling me based on their accent so it's totally fine I don't (laughs) mind that (laughs) well thank you so much for having me by the way as well like I I was just so hyped up that I didn't even get the chance to say that. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And also, I love your energy. So I was like, this is going to be a total yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yay. Thank you so much. That means so, so much to me. Okay. So before we dive into all of our beautiful questions, um, what I always start off with with our guests, since the podcast is called Embody Your Soul. So in your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? For me, it really means what I'm doing and what I feel like I have the privilege to do. We have so many generations ahead of us that didn't get the chance to do this. But for me, it really means having my purpose as my source of income and having that purpose be exactly what my soul feels alive to do. And in this case, for me, it's really um, channeling and you know, intuitively creating things in the coaching space and in the self-development space. Um, So that really is what this means for me. But it's also about 
following my truth as I'm doing that, even if it's unconventional, even if it's not a path that has been paved before, it's just doing that and coming after an awakening right now, coming up after deepening in my purpose. I, I really say this and I don't take it lightly. Maybe before it wasn't as embodied when you would ask me this, I would just be like, you know, yeah, our soul, we lead with our soul and, you know, cognitively it sounds good, but embodying what it really means, there is so much sensation and courage to this because it really is paving a path in your nervous system that probably your ancestors didn't do, you know, and wanting to do things your way. I even get goosebumps as I say this, do th doing things your way and like prioritizing, you know, soul over money. And this is very important because sometimes it can take a little bit until we earn through our soul and through that path. So it's really something that for me is a privilege, but also requires a lot of courage. So that was a long answer that that feels very alive. Yes. No, I love that answer so, so much. And I remember when you shared that, God, it was like a couple months ago, I think it was like a live or something. And you were saying, no wonder you're so terrified because yes, your ancestors have never walked this path before. So you are literally paving the way for something new. So it's okay to be scared and yeah. but lean into that courage. So I love that you brought that up because that was like one of my favorite things you said. And oh, even yeah. right, I needed to hear that too because <laughs> I see things that I need to hear as well. So I just want us to like, especially, you know, since you're an intuitive as well, and I'm an intuitive as well, I believe it's very easy to for us to channel things and for people to feel like we are excellent at what we're saying. And while we're deeply embodying our work, we also are are using these reminders and, you know, we're connecting to each other. And honestly, when I saw your, your energy, I knew that I'm going to like take a lot from it as well, because it's really, that's how we connect to each other, even if we are healers, to remind ourselves the same things as we remind to our clients. So basically we are all in the same boat. I don't want people to feel like we're going to have this conversation from like, I've, I've figured this out and you didn't, right? Right. Yay. I am so, so excited. So let's just get right into it. So in your definition, and as you speak about what is financial trauma? So financial trauma is, is very complex. So I'm going to try to sum it up in a way that people can relate to. Um, and I'm also going to try to not generalize. Before I would have said, like before this like deepening of my purpose that happened in the past month, um, I would have said that there are people that have financial trauma and people that don't have financial trauma. But what I came to realize was that Everyone has uh, like some sort of financial trauma and that I, I no longer, even if like I am in the trauma world, right? I am a, a trauma practitioner and a lot of people are debating whether we can say or we, we shouldn't say that everyone has some type of trauma. I believe that we all have some sort of trauma and that trauma doesn't have to be this big thing. It can simply show up in the limitations that we have. And I believe that people are trying to just like, name trauma what we have experienced in in this lifetime but let's not forget about ancestral trauma so if you have limitations that are not as like you cannot work with them as easily as you would be like oh here's that thought i could just like change it 
if there's something beyond that, in my opinion, is trauma. Because trauma is this mechanism that happens where our body and our nervous system and our unconscious minds are holding a, a, a completely different truth than our mind. So if you notice yourself, you know, having money and wanting to spend more, but being like, oh, I'm fearful, maybe I shouldn't spend more, but then you can work through that in five minutes. Well, that's not a trauma, obviously, because you have that power and control. But if it's harder, harder than that. If you're trying to, you know, like work through it, then it's, it's not going away and it's a limitation. Like I, I have so many wealthy people around me that have financial trauma. And you see that through the way in which they hold money so tightly and they don't trust in the in the flow of money well that's financial trauma right so for me this is right now what it means to have financial trauma when you have that type of limitation that doesn't go away with a simple like mindset shift mm, yeah absolutely and yeah i mean i'm even experiencing and understanding kind of my own limitations with money too and how yeah, it's just all all set of things are like outdated and they're undulating and they're shifting and it's just not what meets the eye. It's so much more. And if you wouldn't mind sharing with the listeners how you became familiar with this work and what led you to doing this work. Absolutely. So I feel like I kind of created something that when when I was just starting learning in the self-development space, I, I this this didn't exist or I didn't see it existing and I felt like I had to create it. So basically it was around 2019. Um, I was learning about, you know, like I, I was already, so I have a BA in psychology. I was learning about trauma. I have applied these like concepts in all the other areas. And then I, I realized that my, like the only area that wasn't moving and wasn't evolving was the money one especially as a coach I was like you know becoming a coach and I didn't see myself being solid in my money area and I looked around I saw all these like mindset-based programs around money and they were it was interesting and so expansive to learn that you can change your money mindset because like the context here is that when you have a background in psychology as a therapist the topics are very, like, not related to money. As a therapist, you learn to talk about, like, relationships, um, mindset, but it's it's rarely about money. So I wouldn't say that as a therapist, you really get trained in, like, talking to people about money and understanding that we carry the same limitations in our money game as we would in our relationships. And so what happened was that I was having this, like, background as a as a therapist and then I I felt like there was a gap why was I thought all of, of all of these topics codependency relationships but the one taught me about how to work with a client that has like money fears and how to work with myself when I was having these money fears and that's when like I the the programs in the industry were on money mindset and they opened me to the realization that you could do the same work in psychology as you do in relationships on your money game. And then what I did as a trauma specialist and practitioner was to to go deeper because I found like, okay, cool. I understand that I can work on my money mindset or I can change my money reality, but how do I do this? Because I have so much like sensation and emotion because many people may not relate to the word trauma. They feel like, oh, it's too much. I don't have it. Well, you just carry so much like resistance in your body around money and that's how you know 
deeper work is needed. So that's kind of like how this work was born. And it was very interesting because being a trauma practitioner, and I was recognized as a trauma practitioner back then, I was having so much anxiety about talking about money. Like I knew I wanted to talk about money, but I knew that the trauma world is going to like the practitioners are probably going to come and come after me because it's hard to talk about money trauma without implying that people have some sort of responsibility in their money game. And, you know, in the trauma world where there is this like slight sugar coating, we're trying to like overcuddle people and not very helpful and to teach about money I was supposed to be like okay I understand that you have experienced trauma but you can change that and I believe that from all the areas people get most triggered when it's about money I don't know why probably because it's the the area where we both bought the most this victim mentality right in Romania as well like everyone is okay until you mention money or you mentioned that they could do something they get very triggered. So I was very scared about bringing this topic in the, the trauma world. So I decided to call it financial trauma. Obviously, I don't know if people, you know, talked about this, but I decided to create this niche. And I was kind of like the only one that talked about this back in 2019. And it felt extremely scary, but I was just like, I have to do this. I have to like teach people about this. I love that. And I... I love what you're doing and I it's I guess like more of a comment because I mean even with when I face my work I'm like okay well I want to show up the way I would be pumped to yeah. see like I want to be what you know what I want to see and so and it's just so I, funny I didn't even think about all the years that have passed I'm like how have this how has this only been spoken about for like this many years it feels like it's just been a blink and so I really would love to understand how this financial trauma can show up in little or big ways first of all thank you so much again for seeing me and for seeing my work and for like allowing it to reflect to you kind of like your journey I believe it's so it's such a gift, you know, to allow ourselves to be kind of like inspired and to take other people, like especially in the self-development space, it's easy to feel intimidated when someone has like, you know, done some sort of work in, in an area and to be like, oh, am I ever going to do that? Like how, how do I, there is always this feeling of wanting to move faster and wanting to have that established name or established piece of work and, you know, having other people a reflection of of the the work we could do can be intimidating but can it can also be inspiring and it can make us go like okay I need to do this I need to do that so I love that you you have that attitude that's super valuable for me to have you know people to see people that are like that um and in regards to financial trauma as I said for me it's really a a matter of like whatever is a limitation around money whatever is a way in which I, like a survival pattern, a financial trauma pattern carries underneath it the fear that money is limited and I'm going to die if I'm not going to have it. Like that is the unconscious core of survival. When we talk about any trauma, we talk about the fear of dying. 
when we talk like relationships, you fear abandonment, you fear that your partner is going to go away and you're going to die without them. That's what your unconscious mind believes. And so with money, it's the same thing. I believe that when we have, we can have obviously both patterns, overspending and underspending, uh, like scarcity. And for scarcity, this fear of like, if money is going to go away, I'm going to literally die. And for overspending, there is like, again, a survival pattern, but it's not as like this one, I have to hold on to money. That's more like it's, I, but it's also kind of like the opposite of that because overspenders are like, there's no tomorrow. I'm going to spend all the money now. And then they hit the survival pattern where like, oh my God, what am I going to do without money? So maybe ultimately we still um, end up in the same place where we feel like without money, we're going to like something bad is going to happen. Um, and like, it's, it's so simple. And I don't believe we have to first identify the core pattern that triggered our financial trauma. You don't have to recall the memories in order to work through a limitation. Like whenever I have a call with a client, I start with today. I don't, I don't need the history because the client is going to be focused on so many things that like they know the same story. They get tired of saying the same story to the therapist. I don't care about that in the sense of like, obviously I care, but I don't want to start with that. What I want to start with is tell me exactly today, what is your relationship with money? You went to the store. What happened? You spend this money. What happened? You're like you're blocking money through your purpose. Why do you feel like that is happening? And them telling me the story of today gives me more context about their patterns rather than like digging a lot for memories and all of that in the first place. Obviously, there is time to work through the memories and all the things. But first, it's just like, look at yourself today. What what makes you feel like money is this? limitation where is the limitation with money where do you feel like you could be i don't know it's just and it's very tricky because with money it everything but money many times so it's like it can be spending it can be your purpose like we are talking about money in so many ways if you would come to me and you'd be like i fear rejection in my business it's ultimately still about money because rejection means you're not getting the sales and i would link so it's it's this it's it's a very broad topic, but I would just like invite you to uncover your limitations by looking at what you made money mean. That's that's the that's the trick, right? What you made money mean safety. You've made money mean validation. I uncovered a pattern where like having a lot of money for me began feeling like some sort of protection because I always felt very unprotected going growing up and I felt very vulnerable and when I began making a lot of money it really felt like the shield from the world like the world respected me more the world you know like um protected me more and then I became attached to that meaning and when I didn't make money guess who was in survival you're right mm-hmm. oh my gosh thank you so, so much for sharing all that it's so beautiful and it's it, it, I'm also just it had me thinking too. I was with my dad uh, last weekend, and he was even saying how people are spending so much money right now because of COVID. It seems like like people are like, well, why not today? Like, why stop? Like, when am I going to do it? So there's this whole boom, and it's just so I don't know. It's just again more of a comment, but it's just wild because of your timing and then mm-hmm. COVID happened 
did you kind of realize that what you were doing and or did you kind of notice that after everything the fact that i started like learning about financial trauma and then covid happened <laughs> uh, honestly from like a higher higher perspective i believe that um and i know a lot of coaches that started their like you know their mission in 2019 um and or before that 2018 and i believe that it was even bigger than that i believe that the world needed these kind of like embodied healers <laughs> and um yeah we didn't know back then but we were getting like the we were getting prepared for what was coming because, you know, COVID was not only a collective time of like a lot of shifts in, in you know, in all the areas, not only money, but it was also a time where us as healers had to evolve as well because we no longer had to work with clients from the same, like for, with the same topics as like um relationships but we had to go deeper than that even with financial trauma like a lot of people had so many things they lost their jobs they had so much uncertainty and so we had to do deeper work ourselves so that we can lead clients in ways that they weren't led and that's why my mission like i i shared in that bio that i really feel like you know myself and other beautiful humans that i get to like meet in this path are really doing a work that hasn't been done before a type of like you know, a depth that hasn't been really touched before. And this is not to like, you know, dismantle any modality like talk therapy and so on. But it's really about the fact that we are coming with something deeper, with a more hands-on like set of modality that modalities that are going to help people just like navigate way more pandemic trauma, money trauma while we have a pandemic, while we have a recession like this, my first recession, I didn't know how to like deal with it. And I, I learned so that I can walk my clients through the, these things because like if someone would come to me with this like trauma before, I wouldn't know how to help them. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, crazy world we live in. <laughs> That's why I'm like, yeah, it was deeper than that. I wish it was only the fact that we were prepared for the money work. It was more than that. And I believe you feel the same as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were we were all catapulted and prepared. It was it's like all oh, the world needs you. You're going to have this mission. You have to leave your corporate job. That was oh, like, literally like a big God's big boot. I'm like, okay, exactly. Yeah, and now we're trying to like, whoa, what what was that? It was because it was so intense for ourselves as well, and we are we have learned so much in order to take clients through these, like you know. Yeah, and to share about these things, there's just so much that goes behind the screen, you know, the 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 embodiment that many times we feel ashamed of as like healers. Before we, I used to feel like, oh, I should be kind of like complete with my healing to teach people, but now I'm like the biggest service that I could do to humanity is to sit. My, I'm not a lot. I'm not sure if I can say this word. You can, <laughs> but like you know. To just like sit and sit with these fears and, and not distract myself through milestones and like all of these things that we can do. And if before I used to believe that that's going to like make me feel like an imposter Loki, right now I'm like, this is the biggest service that I could do because if I don't face these fears, my modality is not going to evolve and I'm not going to be able to go deeper with clients. It's just going to be, I'm going to tell them, just like try more, try to not think about it, you know, like those answers that 
many times we get in the self-development space, like just think positive, choose your thoughts. And like, I don't want to be that. And in order to be deep, I have to go deep. And I'm sorry, you know, if people expect us healers to be like complete, but it's not, it's not. We we have to do a lot of work. <laughs> Never, ever. No, I love what you said. I mean, I think the be- the greatest service that we could bring to ourselves and the collective is just to be so honest, like just to be so honest in our path and like where we are at. And how do I yeah. this? Like it's like not related, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tie the bow. So, you know- so I I wanted to say this. Like I'm very intuitive. If you feel like sharing something, we can just like forget about the questions, just bring it on. I, I would love to. <laughs> I love that. I do. I do want to get to more questions. But no, I, so do you know Esther Perel? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Queen, 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 queen. So she yeah. mentioned something, it, I think it's called like fundamental association where we think we're more interesting than our partners. Like, mm-hmm. like we come home and we're tired because our boss yelled at us or like shitty traffic or whatever. And so when we're upset, it's way more complex. And then like when they're upset, it's like, oh, they hate us. Like it's exactly it's like primitive. And so I think that is sometimes what happens. Maybe when people look at practitioners, they're like, oh, like they like they're literally perfect. Like they have everything. Exactly. Even if they struggle, like they're going to get through it. It's definitely easier, right? And what I came to realize because we talk about trauma is like People use safety as like a marketing catch in the, especially in the trauma world. Like, come get your safety. Do you know what happens when you finally feel safe? All of your things are coming out because your body probably doesn't process a lot of things because you don't feel safe yet. Post-traumatic, I always tell clients this when they're like, no, it didn't affect me. I'm like, post-traumatic stress disorder happens once that traumatic event ended. So we are not going to feel the whole bunch of things unless we feel safe. And guess what? The more safety I had as a practitioner, financial safety, relational safety, the more I had access to things that I never thought I even lived. And the more I felt like when I look back, the intensity, the biggest intensity wasn't in the beginning of the healing journey. It was later on. And it's not to scare anyone. Like the thing is that trauma only comes up and like, you know, Things that we need to integrate only come up when we have the bandwidth to hold them. So you're never going to feel like, oh, this is too overwhelming. I'm right now, like I could, you know, have a major trauma come up for lunch and by night have a dance party. It's just like you move through it so fast and you're just like, whatever. But um, yeah, it's just like, that's that's the thing. And I'm sorry if the industry is portraying this like safety as like, what does it even mean, right? Because like safety is not us feeling without triggers or us not having traumas. And I believe that, yes, we can grieve therapists and coaches not having this like experience where they don't feel anything but happiness. And, you know, because we want that. But when we truly understand that everyone has this complex human experience and that they process things as we do, we, we can actually relate differently to people and learn different things. So instead of people looking for the answer to like happiness forever and safety forever that they don't even know what it means. They begin finding new metrics. For example, authenticity. That's for me, the the biggest sign of trauma healing is self-expression, authenticity, and truth. It's not being without triggers. 
Amen. Yeah. Integration. Like, yeah. Spiritual thing you can do is, yeah, like what you were saying is like, sit with it and integrate. And maybe that is like being in bed for a week. Or like you said, that is so me. Like something comes up like a major trigger. And then before bed, I'm like, like, that's healing that's really and the fact that you're showing up it doesn't even matter how your life look like and if you feel like there's so much to heal the fact that you're showing up and you're like you know leading your business and you're learning your lessons and all of these things this is what it means to keep on going you don't like even if you say for a weekend bed or for like a few months and you 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 feel like you're left behind that's still like that's not a lack of progress and i really believe that us coaches that are evolving are really taking the self-development space into maturity for so long it was in this black and white infancy where it was we are either traumatized or not traumatized we are either mentally ill because that's like the therapeutic model is is that's what it teaches us that we have mental illness and some of us don't have it which like from a trauma perspective we don't even pathologize like from trauma lenses everything that blocks us is stemming from trauma it's not a pathology it's not a mental illness per se because what does that mean um and so i believe that you know us the healers that were initiated in this wild ride for the last years um are really taking the self-development space into maturity and the the main characteristic of an adult really is complexity in thinking so we no longer see things as black and white good or bad we really have the ability to hold many truths at the same time like for example i can be annoyed with my partner but i also love them and i care about them and i feel like they are nourishing and all the things right or i like for me in these past months when i felt like so much need to rest i allowed myself to hold the truth of momentum in my business and to feel like, okay, I'm, I have momentum. Like I have energetic momentum because I'm learning so many things that like even one masterclass with this knowledge is going to like catapult me into a whole new level. Even if I don't see it in the 3D, even if I don't see it in my like external reality. And it was really fascinating for me to evolve into adulthood and to like, you know, tend to those parts of me that were still trapped in, in like childhood, right? Because that's what's happening. And yeah, to then bring my, my work into evolution and then bring the self-development space into like an adulthood, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what it's all about. Like moving through the growing pains and like also loving every single piece of you and every single part of it and not because it's all a part of it. It's it all is. There's no just shiny object and then like you want to shove it in a corner it's just all together it's all one yeah and i'm only going to say this i don't know i believe that this is what people need to hear we've we stopped talking about money but maybe someone needs to hear this and i'm going to sit here unless like until we cover everything you need but i'm going to say this as well so uh, on an unconscious level we are going to be supported by our system to process things based on the 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 context we are setting so if i'm if i'm going through like a trigger let's say i have a business i'm going through a trigger if i tell myself that that trigger is slowing me down my body and my nervous system are, are going to add more survival energy into that and it's going to feel slower if and this is a study i don't even know the book where i read this uh if i tell myself that this is actually speeding me up so 
by me feeling this trauma, I'm going to make a space to create a space so that I can move forward faster in my business. Then I'm setting a, a positive context and my nervous system is going to support me to integrate that way faster. So it's very important to look at the stories we tell ourselves about what is happening and to always find some sort of momentum into our experience. So even if you have some huge trigger that's coming up, don't tell yourself that like, you know, uh, this is slowing me down. Just look at it, at the ways in which that could propel you forward. Even in your relationship, whenever we have an argument, my partner and I, I always think about the fact that it's getting us closer. It's like, mm -hmm. it's now it's already like a, a belief I've practiced it it was it felt like a lie in the beginning because that's what our like you know it we we reject that because it wasn't our reality but now I'm like okay this is going to take us to the next level yeah absolutely and I think I mean I used to be this way but I feel like a lot of people are so are so scared of you know conflict in any way because they don't want they're they're very fearful of making a mistake. And I know that's where I came from a lot of a lot of the time is I was so scared to make a mistake. And then when I made a mistake, I'd be ostracized. And yeah. it's that it's like so specific. Again, I don't know if like everyone else will relate to this, but I definitely do because like my fear of mistakes is the overarching theme that made me need so much healing this year for me. I made a huge investment into a house. I realized that it wasn't an aligned decision and it was the first mistake in my life that like I, I don't do mistakes because I'm very perfectionistic and to do a mistake that cost me a few thousand dollars like hundred thousand dollars it wasn't very fun and it like paralyzed me and then I had to work through all of these pieces because the fear of making mistakes can really paralyze us and it can the worst of like like worse than making a mistake is to live life in this avoidance of mistakes. So I'm happy that, you know, I went through it. I, I faced the fear of mine, which was to realize that I've made a mistake. And then I, I was able to create like a process of moving through that, then live my life in avoidance, you know, and especially like when you're on social media and you have this fear, it can sound so boring. Like the content can sound so boring because you're always like avoiding saying the wrong thing. It can even like with friends, I always feel this, like, I don't want to be, too much of a therapist I don't want to like you know like and I always fear making mistakes in different contexts and then I'm like I don't want to be so boring so I have to get over this and like find that authenticity honestly yeah at this point I've I I did so much work to like not make my friends upset or not ruffle feathers and I'm like honestly just fuck it like I'm just gonna like, yeah be honest because either yeah. way, people are gonna be mad at me or not like me or not resonate and so be it exactly and fear of the fear of making mistakes is really about like I believe ultimately about fearing of making people upset with us and that's a very imprinted like experience in our bodies and the more we investigate that the more we can create a new like pathway in our system where we are just teaching our bodies that it's safe to for people to be angry around us and myself having an angry mother growing up with an angry mother just seeing my and I I really believe and this is the first time I see this I've investigated my experience and my past and I really believe I had and diagnosed BPD because the fear the fears that I had and the pathologies that I had growing up with an angry mother 
really made me, you know, like be so triggered when someone would even be neutral. And this is like scientifically proven that people who have this trauma and many times who have BPD, just seeing neutral faces is going to send them into a spiral of fearing that people are angry with them and like fear of making mistakes and all of those things. So these are very hardwired patterns that are blocking us and that are keeping us in this like experience. But the more we identify them and the more we teach our nervous system that that's possible, like we can move through them, even if it feels like this fear feels like we're going to literally die. Right now, I'm so happy to like be in a place where I can just, you know, like I, I can see my partner upset with me and my body can just stay neutral. And for me, this is one of the biggest gifts, you know, it's just like, whew, this was hard, but we are here, right? Yes, yes. Hair is on our head. We're sitting up. We're alive. <laughs> okay, I want to get back into these juicy questions because I'm also really excited to see where this also takes us. So something that you posted recently that I thought was so powerful and again, even like work I'm working through when it comes to calling in like financial abundance and with my business is you don't have to resolve all of your triggers and all of your traumas in order to manifest abundance. And I would love you to expand on that because, yeah, I think a lot of us are thrown books and see stuff and it's like, just, yeah, like you said earlier, like change your mindset. Like I am my yeah. way loves me, but it's like, that's not, that is not it. It is so subconscious. It is so rooted. Anyways, I, I can keep talking. I'm going to let you. Oh, don't worry. I love, I love this energy and the momentum. The fact that we both feel like talking a lot. It's just like, it's way better than not talking, right? So and I'm sure people feel it as well. Um, so yeah, I, I, believe, I believe that we, the way, that's why I said that I feel like self-development is going into like some sort of maturity because we had this black and white thinking of like, I have to, I'm either staying stuck, either sorting all of my blogs and creating something different. We feel this in love. We feel this in money. And I'm sorry if I give like relationship, <laughs> you know, um, like examples, but many times relationships are more familiar for us than money. So I'm, I'm using that to like allow our brains to understand um, exactly as if we wouldn't have to heal all of our traumas in order to attract a perfect, like a perfect partner for us, a conscious partner uh, or an unconscious partner that wants to do the work with us is the same with money. You don't have to be completely like integrated and heal all of your money fears or money traumas and shift all of your limitations in order for money to come through. In my opinion, the only thing that I came to realize it's important when we have some sort of trauma and we want to call something in, like in this case, money would be one thing first to like the actually two things. First one is to open ourselves to the possibility that we can have trauma and call in more money. It's like, as I know, it sounds silly, but it's as simple as that manifestation ultimately. And I know that because I was in deep financial trauma. I was still in my full-time job with like surrounded by my coworkers that are Romanians and that have a lot of trauma. And I worked only on this, only on believing and expanding my unconscious mind to the belief that I could make more money, 
that like more money can come in. I don't have to figure out why. I don't have to put the timeline on that. But I was just like, what if I could make more money? Even if I I didn't even like look at the trauma, I was just like, what if I could create more money? What if I open myself to this possibility? And it was just because I found a course that where the teacher was like, I was struggling with poverty and then I made a lot of money and I didn't go into questioning it. I was just like, okay, I'm going to believe that that's possible for me as well. And along these lines, in the same post that you mentioned, I shared that the best thing we can do is to surround ourselves with mentors that tell us honestly, that that lead with honesty, that tell us that they have still some limitations and that they have called in more money. This expansion and in the beginning stages of manifestation, this unconscious expansion of new possibilities is so important. If you're going to follow people that are telling you there is one single recipe to money success and you like you have to sort all of your money beliefs or like this very specific content that I see on social media, which is like, here's why you don't have money yet. And it's like giving one very like specific thing, you know, like how do you know? Because like so many people don't have money for so many reasons. And you just cannot assume why someone doesn't like didn't make money yet. You can just like if you were to actually generalize, because obviously we all have different traumas and things. I would say just like expand your unconscious mind to the possibility that you can have more money for now. Just like allow that to exist. And that that's something that we do in so many areas. Like, for example, you're struggling with some, um, you know, like. I don't know, body health issue. You're the first thing you're going to do is to people that have gone through that and that have healed it, or that have gone through that and that have like, I don't know, found some sort of thing because we don't have to to heal financial trauma. But it's always about this expansion of going through people that are going through the same thing as you. There may be people that needed to heal all of their limitations before making money, but I wouldn't recommend to relate to that if you have financial trauma because it's just going to set you for more, more limitations and it's not going to support you at all. Like it does not support me to hear people, you know, be like, yeah, you need to just like sort that or you need like, for example, for me in my business, it's always about this, like you didn't, um, you're not moving fast enough, like, cause I'm, I tend to have a slower pace, right? And it's always like, you don't have more money. And I was told this by a mentor because you're not moving fast enough, right? Oh, horrible experience. Yes. So obviously that, like, how is that going to help me? Because I, I cannot innately, I cannot move my pace faster. This is how I work. So what I would need here is to find mentors that are moving as slow as me, that are succeeding rather than me going 180 degrees and being like, going like... And going and learning from a mentor that has a completely different experience than me, that, that didn't help me. And it actually created a setback in my business. So that's like, it, it's very hard to struggle with that and to like set your mind to like, I can be slow and I can make a lot of money. I can have these limitations and I can make a lot of money. Oh my gosh. No, I love that. And I really resonate with what you're saying because there's there's totally been times where I feel I think that's just like every business owner where I'm yeah. like I'm not doing enough I'm not doing enough like that's a huge thing for me and I would like compare myself and then I'm like wait this guy building an app I'm not building an app I'm building a spiritual I'm building a spiritual practice like not the same thing and I also love what you said too because even I feel like 
I needed to hear that. Of course, I mean, we're intuitive batting here, but, you know, I can move slow. I can move at my own pace and make a lot of money. And yeah, I think that is a huge, that's a huge thing that I've been working through because, yeah, I come from a well-off family and my dad is a immigrant and he literally worked his butt off. He's like, I want to be here when I'm 30. And I'm like, I'm going to be successful, but not that way. And yeah. so it's so interesting. Like, I don't know. I love, I love this conversation right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm also loving it. And it's really, I really want people to, to, to like embody this and to fully allow this to sink in because it's, it's so simple yet so complex. When we understand that the people, like when you feel behind, there's always someone in your mind that you're comparing yourself with. And you have to be very, like, it's natural. A lot of people are like, stop comparing yourself. No, you have to learn how and who to compare yourself with, right? I also compare myself, but I'm finding mentors that are doing the same thing. I'm not going to compare apples with like pears. Yeah, like this mentor was someone that was moving faster. And their values were not even close to my values. All they wanted was to sell all the time in this very, like, I share my stories. I log off. I go enjoy my life. For me, my business is my creative nutrition. Like, I get so much enjoyment from how I share, from interacting to my co with my community that I've tried doing that. And it just didn't work. And so because I get, I put so much creatively, I cannot move at the same speed with that mentor that would just like be able to set, share like 10 slides of like sales and then log off and sell like that every day on repeat because their value was being in a pub with friends, not having like a spiritual business where they would be like creatively expressed. And like, I like, it, it was such a big difference in values that that's when I realized like, I cannot even learn from someone that doesn't have the same values as me, doesn't have the same speed as me. So I have to like unconsciously expand myself in, in a whole new way by relating to different people and by finding like different people. Yeah, no, I love what you said too. That's been a big shift for me as well. Like finding practitioners and like people, literally mentors where I'm like, I actually like what they do with their money and I like what they do in their life. And I, I want a life like that. Or like, I want to personally, I personally believe, which I'm sure you'll resonate with is like, you could still enjoy your life and like be building a business. And yeah. I think again, that is like, that is a, a belief that Let's just say my parent, maybe my parents' generation just does not believe. They're like, why are you yeah. not in, in your room eight hours a day? I'm like, because I'm enjoying my life. <laughs> I, I want to enjoy my life. I believe I can build a business and build a spiritual empire while waking up in the morning and going on a walk for an hour and looking at the sun. Like it is absolutely possible. And then finding the people that you, it's almost like, I'm sure you've heard of the pathway. By like Lacey Phillips, like to be magnetic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it's like those bridge expanders of like, okay, I really respect yeah. and value what they do. I also value what they invest their time in. I like their life. Like their life is wonderful. Cause yeah. Lord. Yeah. That's, that's a massive thing. And it's like when we are truly honest with ourselves, we don't want, 
what we think we want. Like, yes, a lot of people are like, but I want the Chanel bag. And I would be like, think, think deeper than that. Are you sure that's the only thing you want? And I'm not saying that, like, you know, it's wrong to, to share that. But it's just like, we have to think about values. We have to think about what makes someone happy. What values do they have? If they value, if they value like um, independence and you value family, obviously like you're going to want time with your family. You're going to want to create a business where you're going to be able to be with your family while they have all the time in the world to not do that. And they don't want to do that. Right. So it's, it's very um, interesting to like look at things from that space. And there was like, Ah, I also wanted to say not only that you think about like, oh, I desire to believe that I can have free time and a business. I actually believe and it's a deeply embodied belief that if I enjoy my life, it's going to help my business a lot. It's like because it's something that I've always learned, like if I'm going to stay bored, tired, drained in my room and try to create a post, it's going to sound like something that's just going to put you to bed. It's it's going to be the most boring thing ever. Like five ways in which you know you have financial. Oh my God, you've seen this 100 times. On. <laughs> That's exactly the energy, right? Because a lot of people are like, a lot of my clients are telling me, Serena, your content is so refreshing. I really value creators that create something like refreshing because it's like everyone is sharing the same things. Why? Because we still do our purpose. From this place of like the nine to five, I sit on my desk and I'm thinking about like, what should I share about today? No, go live your life. Go eat some ice cream, go interact with some strangers and allow life to inspire you to create rather than be in your, like, that's the, that's the shift, right? Mm. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. And I feel like this can lead into, this leads really perfectly into a question I have. So I feel like, a lot of this embodiment of like really truly enjoying your life and then letting your soul be like an input for your business and you know what you're sharing with the collective as a part of like okay I'm worthy and I'm enough and I'm full and so I guess where can we begin to catch ourselves and fill in the gaps of like okay I'm catching myself in this I'm not, you know, I, I can't take time off or I can't do this. I can't enjoy my life. I need to make money. And where can you kind of begin to shift that perspective in little ways? Yeah, where like making money feels more like an obligation and we have this tendency to like focus and to have this context where it's just like I have to focus on money and then I give myself permission to just like enjoy life. I believe it's just coming from experience and it's coming from like, our ability to experientially see that the more we enjoy life, the more creatively fulfilled we are. Like in the past, just to give people some context, like I've been very consistent in my business. I've started my business just like intuitively. It only started as like I wanted to share my message. I didn't want to know it's going to be a business. And I, I was always very consistent because I just like had thoughts and I shared them. I never thought about like, this is a business and I have to sell like, like all the things. But then when I entered this space with the people that had a different value than me, it's kind of like I calibrated to that. That's why I'm so like adamant about this. You have to be really mindful about whose nervous system you're surrounding yourself with. Because even a few weeks around someone that is work overworking, it's going to like, why are you to be like that? 
And I like after that, obviously, I believe that that was an experience that was meant to like speed up my journey as like it showed me the contrast so much of who I don't want to be when I grow my business that I was like, oh, wow. So like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this in this way. Even more so, I'm going to look back at everything I've done and I'm going to clear everything that ever felt hard because I'm not going to do that. Mm. So I, I've done that and for like, it started in, in October last year and for a year, I prioritized the rest and taking time off to like learn my lessons. Obviously, I was still in my business, but it was a massive stretch for my nervous system. Think about like taking one year to like focus on yourself rather than like continuously launch and continuously be in my business and I even like surrendered not making an income I was like if I'm not going to make money I'm not going to push myself to like launch I I had the savings that like I I really believe you know savings are super beneficial when you're an entrepreneur because you don't want to like rely on that month's income to like survive and you know keep on going so I it was a big stretch and in the beginning it felt like my my knee-jerk reaction was like, no, I have to share. I have to boast. But first, I saw that that was no longer working. So I wasn't seen because when we are not in alignment, we are not going to have the most, like the most impactful results. It's going to feel like no one is hearing you. So I was like, hmm, it does no longer work. So it's no longer my alignment. And then I saw that the more I took time off when it called me, when I would come back, it was just like people wouldn't wouldn't only see me, they would see me in this whole new light. And I would come with a message that felt so strong that it would just land for everyone. So I believe that our nervous systems have a, a, a different kind of ease when they connect something we do that was before seen as like negative, like time off. They connect it now with something positive. I swear, even my Instagram algorithm when I take a few days off sharing on Instagram, I come back and it's like 1,000 1, more views. It's just like it, it explodes because it's my alignment. When I share every day, I swear I have 20, I don't know, 4,000 followers. Like when I share and it's not aligned, I would get even like 80 views on my stories, which like compared with the number, it felt super low. And then it would explode when I would just like honor my alignment. So I was like, okay, why would I do something if I don't get seen? Let's honor my true alignment. And the more you honor it, the more you're going to see that you're rewarded in some sort. It doesn't have to get be views. I wouldn't encourage you to focus on that, but it's obviously like sometimes it's just a clue, a metric. But it's just you're going to be able to connect that positively. So instead of being like, I wake up and I want to share in my business and I want to like do this, go for a walk today. And see if it's going to if it if it's going to make you more creatively inspired than than usual. See what would be the positive reward in that, and your mind is going to then create connect that like positively, and it's going to like you're going to like we are wired to go for what's positive. It doesn't matter if it was negative before, right? So even a like after we had a lifetime of uh, traumatic relationships, we get to create ourselves to enjoy safe relationships even if they were unsafe in the past it's just practice and it's about doing this thing new thing long enough until it's just like connected positively in my in your mind and i also want you to know if you feel that pull to 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 not be at your desk sometimes you're going to be like no being at my desk it's exactly what i need 
But if you feel the pull to be outside, to go for a walk, then that's your alignment. You have to learn rather than me teaching you now what's going to be and blah, blah, blah. I want to teach you that if you have the pull, that's your success formula. Follow that excitement. Follow that ease. Follow those pings and you're going to see that you're going to be rewarded more than just being uninspired. I love it so much. Oh my God, Serena. Thank you. Such a beautiful, magnetic, potent conversation. I'm so excited that we've connected. It's been like so fun and juicy. And how can the listeners find you, work with you, and yeah, just explore your work? Sure. Thank you again. Thank you so much. It was the same for me as well. Um, I'm probably most seen on Instagram. So I'm going, it's like you're going to probably share. I believe that I've changed my handle. Uh, and it, now this is Sorina. So they can find me there. That's where I post the most things. That's what's most alive for me right now. And yeah, that's where I share most of the updates and all the other links and all the things. So that that's the place. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you again so, so much. And thank you so much for having me as well. It was really, yeah, it was amazing. I'm so happy to connect with you and to like see how this lands for people. I hope it's going to be beneficial for them. Mm. Hello, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And again, being a part of this conversation through your presence Again, it seriously means the world to me that you show up and you support the podcast, you support these conversations. I love, love, love showing up in this way for you all. It seriously means the world to me and it makes my day not only being here, having these potent conversations, even you know, sharing my my sweet words of wisdom and musings on my solo episodes, but even when I get to connect with my listeners, it is so incredible. I love, love, love connecting with you all. It is such a gift. So anyways, I hope you adored this episode. Please make sure to connect with Serena on Instagram at this is Serena. She, of course, has her link in bio where there are multiple ways to connect with her and experience her work, whether it's free or one-on-one group coaching, whatnot. And of course, make sure to give me a follow wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at the modern medium underscore. And if you are looking for ways to connect with me deeper and receive my guidance, please head to my website at the modern medium underscore where I have private readings. I have mentorships. I have bundled sessions. I have Reiki healings. I am also now located in Orange County where I can see you in person. So if you are looking to see me in person for Reiki healings, mentorship, truly any any one of those things, I am so, so excited to meet you in person, to give you a hug and to witness your energy in person. I love you all so, so much and I will see you next time.